Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Monday. Welcome to this week's start of Sticky Learning Lunches. We're just waiting for the last couple of people to get into the room. We've got a few more seconds until we start for today. I've just seen a typo on my front screen. So if you can spot the typo, there are no prizes for this, just for entertainment. If you can spot the typo, put it in the questions box. Let me know that you've seen it because I've just seen it at the 11th hour. Welcome, welcome everyone. Make sure we, as we're doing this, we're just waiting for those last people to arrive, setting everyone up for success as normal. Should there be audio sound with this as well? Have we started? Yes, there should be sound. Can everyone hear me? Because Luke can't right now. Can everyone hear me? Yes, I've got it yet. Luke, this may just be you. You may have to do a restart. Let's look at that in there. So I'm making sure we're setting everyone up for success today. So phones out. Let's make sure we're seeing the phones live. He says, let's get this on, flight mode, zero distraction, 100% attention on yourselves and your development right now. Let's get into this. Drinks at the ready, making sure everyone has a drink available. You're gonna stay hydrated. And then making sure you've got a blank page ready to get your keepers down. So you're gonna write keepers at the top of the page and keepers are the things that you want to keep hold of. The bits of information that you wanna be reminded of when you go back and reread those notes and come up with new ideas as you start to embed that. Good. Welcome to today's Sticky Learning Lunch with me, Nathan Simmons, Senior Leadership Coach and Trainer for MBM, Making Business Matter, the home of Sticky Learning. Idea of these lunchtime micro-learning sessions is to help you be the best version of you right now in this situation, whether you're working from home or whether you're returning back to the office and also preparing you for the return back to the office as well. Today is all about online power. It's about the power of presentation. It's about the um, the power of presence when you're delivering online content and you're speaking, whether you're presenting or whether you're engaging with your team. We've been doing it for a few weeks now, but that doesn't necessarily mean that we've been doing it to its best or to our best yet. And we may have got either complacent or picked up bad habits along the way. And this session is going to be about helping to put some new skills in because this is the reality, this is the new state of play. This is part of the toolbox that we're gonna be using more often than not to support people's um, mental health, um, fulfillment and job satisfaction. And that's what this week's, uh, these next two sessions today and tomorrow are gonna to be about. First of all, last week we did four sessions around the mind coaching model. It's a model that I designed um, in the MBM lab to help leaders have better, stronger, and more robust mental health conversations. Fully aware, this is Mental Health Awareness Week, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong. Last week's tools were all about having the right conversations this week, and in fact, every week, okay? 
If you haven't seen last week's training around um, supporting mental health conversations as a leader or a HR professional, we're going to share the link to last week's sessions in the chat box so you can go back and watch those later on. Again, to support you and your leaders having the right conversations at the right time with the right people. This week, presentations. How's everyone feeling after doing eight weeks, nine weeks of video conferencing, of Zoom calls? How are you all feeling right now as a result of the number of video conferences that are going on? In the question box, let me know how you're feeling right now about this. One word answers, two word answers. Tired, yes. Thank you, Susan. Zoomed out, Tracy. If only we could get zoomed out and get a little bit of distance. Connected, nice, good. Christopher, good to see you again. Uh, Darren, boring presentations are frigging boring. Yes, agreed. Stuart, excited about learning some best practices. Yes, getting used to it. I'm not sure we're supposed to be getting used to it, but we also need to. Exhausted and personal and work too much. This is my third today, yeah, intro. Tracy, do you know what? Thank you to you, Tracy, for being here for your third one today when you could have quite easily cup of tea, back garden. Interested, it's starting to be up and down. Yes, agreed, Colin. Do you know what? Last week was the first week that I'd had enough, quite frankly. You know, I'd, I'd reached my, my limit, and Darren referred to this in a, in a LinkedIn post, my social battery was completely depleted. I, I, was, I was zoomed out, I really know it's, I'd had enough of the interaction and the contact that way. Because we're, what we're doing is we're tired eyes, absolutely, is we are attempting to connect, but actually we can't really connect. So there's a, there's a dissonance of what's going on. And part of this presentation and the content today is, is helping you to understand that a little bit more. What we're seeing is we're seeing an image of somebody. And our brain, although we can see them, we can't touch them, we can't smell them, um, we can't interact physically with them. And there's a dissonance in your brain that is, is having difficulty computing this. And as a result of that, it's starting to make us feel tired. And we've, we've seen this at the beginning of the, of the lockdown process, and we're seeing it throughout at different points in the day. And as Tracy said, this is a third Zoom meeting or web conference today. So when your brain is doing this, you're making your brain work at least twice as hard trying to connect with people. The other thing to think about is actually where your eyes going. So getting into the mnemonic that we've got for online power, um, the first one is on my eyes. What we mean by this is as we're presenting or we're presenting to people, it's starting to get really clear on where people are looking at and how we're helping them to relax their eyes and use their eyes in a better way. So the first thing that we can do is there's a 20-20-20 rule on this. When we are working online and we're working in computers like this, it's taking 20 minutes, sorry, every 20 minutes, taking 20 seconds to look at something 20 feet away. So we're adjusting our focus. And that's helping just to rest our eyes a little bit. Coming away from the screen. If you've got a window that's overlooking your garden, go and look at green, not blue. And if you, if you know what I mean when it comes to technology, it really helps to replenish and refresh. The other challenge that we've got is when we're presenting online, is if we're working with people, especially in a Zoom environment, 
How many people can you see at one time if you're in a Zoom? If you've got it in gallery mode, how many people's faces can you see at one time when you're doing it? What's the, what's the most we can see? This is, I mean, this is, it's been a while since 12? 25? Crikey. 20 to 25. And that's at one time. So the other part of what your brain is doing and I don't know the age range of the people in the room here, we get people on Zoom and it's like the beginning of the Muppet Show. Do you remember the credits on the Muppet Show when it zooms out and you can see all the individual characters? At no way can you see all those people. So although I'm looking at the screen and I wanna see the person who's talking, if I'm all I'm presenting, I'm trying to gauge everybody's reactions on it. So my eyes are going all like this and I'm trying to take on too much data, too much information. And of course, as a presenter, it's making it more difficult for me to um, concentrate on me and to, and to keep my energy up because I'm using that extra brain power. I'm trying to check everyone else's expert, um, expressions. So that's the first part. Number two is not back to back. Talked about this in time management, in, in, in better planning meetings, is making sure that your meetings are not back to back. It's absolutely vital that when we're doing any meeting, let alone online meeting, and it's, it's more of a trap with online meeting, is that we're leaving a space between each of the conversations we're having. Why? One, so we can back up this and give our eyeballs a rest and our brains a, a decent break but two, so that we've got a chance to decompress mentally from the last conversation, update our notes, update our actions, and then prepare ourselves for the next conversation. Prime example is these training sessions. At 12 o'clock, I make sure that I have a break and I've got everything ready for this conversation. At quarter, two, um, quarter to 12, we come online. And we make sure that we've got all the right links to share with you. We've got the right actions. I've got the right notes. Everything set up in the right places. Microphone. All of these elements. But I'm doing that in the first 15 minutes to make sure that the technical stuff is in place so that I don't have to think about anything. If we're doing back-to-back -back sessions and the trap is because, oh, I'm at home. I don't have to walk to another meeting room. I can do this session, then this session, then this session. We're not giving our brains that chance just to decompress, declutter, and come into the next conversation fresh, um, ready, and fully attentive, depending on the three people that we're speaking to and working with. Really important. Make 45 minutes the new norm, not 60. Who here has heard of Parkinson's law? Yes or no? Parkinson's law? No, 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 good. No, I am pleasantly surprised that I get to share this with you wonderful people for the first time. Parkinson's law states that work will, um, work will fill the time allotted to it. Work expands, yes, Colin. So whatever time you give to something, the work will expand to fill that time. If you set your meeting for an hour, work will fill that hour, that meeting will fill the hour. If you set the meeting for 45 minutes, you'll get the same amount of work done in 45 minutes. So starting to understand this with anything that we do, bookend, your, bookend each and the start and finish of your sessions, but just give yourself 15 minutes 
just a little bit more leg room to mentally stretch yourself. Number three is lighting. Hence the reason you may have noticed if you go back and look at the first um, training sessions, the first sticky learnings, the st first sticky learning lunches, the wall behind me is a different color. Although it seemed like a good idea with the lighting that my windows over here facing right onto the wall that puts me in full light, the whiteboard's glossy, the sunshine, you couldn't see what was written on it. So understanding where your lighting is and what support you've got to make sure that you are illuminated. If the sun is behind me, I'm completely dark. You can't see anything. So start to have a little play and a little tweak. And what can you see here? This is actually a, a light ring that I purchased over here with an LED system. Although it's very bright, I can't, I need to get a softener. Again, it's just giving me that extra little bit of light just to help support, just enough. Still not perfect, but we're getting there. Have a think about where your lighting is coming from. Ideally, you want the light coming toward you and you want it a little bit softer depending on what you've got behind you. And you also don't want it to be completely blinding either. So maybe a blind or some sort of sheet just to help thin it out a little bit, just so you're not staring at the screen, screwing your face up like this or with sunglasses on, trying to cope with the summer sunshine coming through. Ah, oh, my favorite one. Interpersonal. If you have reservations about the content you're delivering and what you're doing or concerns or um, reservations about how good you are and what you're doing, or that you're not comfortable with your, con uh, with your content, this is one of the key elements that's going to make it even worse. One of the comments that came up, you know, is, is about boring presentations becoming even more boring. This is the part that makes it worse. When we start to worry about what people are thinking about us, when we start to worry about, well, whether or not they're going to like the content, do I look okay, all these different elements, we start taking the onus off yourself and or that the message primarily that's being delivered we start to shut down and we start to read things off scripts the trap is we fall into this um like a, um, a fallacy that we haven't got an audience in front of us because i'm looking at you in this camera there's a part of my brain that starts to say yeah but no one's here and you start to go like this, and I'm just going to read the information here. And yeah, thank you very much for coming today. Um, and yeah, so this is a virtual classroom. For No, I know full well that right now there are 24 individuals on the other side of this screen, all looking at me, listening to what I've got to say to help them deliver a better presentation. I deliver to you exactly the same way as when I'm in a classroom delivering to a classroom. Although I have a smaller window, quite literally, to move around in, rather than the classroom, the training room environment, I still want to make sure that you are with me. And that means certain hand movements, that means me pointing around the screen occasionally. That means me asking questions and pulling you into the conversation. Who here right now has been in one of these training sessions before, yes or no? 
who's been in a sticky learning lunch with me previously? Got a few yeses coming in, got a couple of noes. And for those that haven't, thank you very much for being here. Really appreciate you. How many times have I asked questions, even today or previously, where I've asked you yes or no? Have you experienced this? Yes or no? How are you feeling? No, I'm asking you questions to bring this in. Why? Because I, at least five times a session. Exactly. Because I want you to be part of this conversation with me. I want you to, I want to connect with you. I want to have a conversation with you. I want you to answer the questions in your head so that you can start to build the action, so you can start to build the learning. Because if I'm just standing here reading off the slides or reading off some scripts with you, how engaged will you be with me? Let me change that question. How many people have been to an online presentation in the last nine weeks where someone just read off, power, read, uh, read off the screen on PowerPoint and you went and did something else instead? How many people have done that in the last eight weeks? Yes, three times, shoot me now. I might as well read a book. I have, I, yes, you know. I even saw an advert for this thing where you can, um, for your mobile phone, and what this person had done, which was a student, they'd taken a video of themselves pretending to be watching Zoom, put it on their camera, and then put it on this prop and put it in front of the camera, and then went off and did something. So they even made it look like they were there. So this interpersonal thing, I probably have to be, I want to say I have to be more engaging, but you know what? I'm exactly the same in real life as I am in this state, in this connection, because I want the conversation. But if we get caught in the trap that, oh, there is no one here and I'm just going to be talking to this, and in fact, I'm not even looking there, we'll get onto the, in the, where you're putting your eyes in a minute, we lose the people. The people in our teams disengage with us. They don't feel the connection. They lose the humanity. They lose the involvement and the inclusion. And that psychological safety starts to diminish, which is why we have things like Mental Health Awareness Week, which doesn't need to be one week. It needs to be every day, just a normal conversation where we help lift people up. But if people aren't feeling included or pulled in, they'll go and do something else. They'll have more than one window open. And that's the problem with life generally is we have more than one tab open and we're busy doing something else in that tab rather than actually focusing on the tab that we need to be in. I hope this makes sense for everyone. Does this make sense with you? Yes or no? Are you with me on this one? Yes, for, yeah, yes it does. Yes, yes, yes. Good, 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 good. The trick question. I did it on purpose. So where else do we want to be? The need to move. Nature has a really interesting technique. Whenever it's being attacked by a predator, one of the techniques they use is you've got fight, flight, flock, or freeze, the four Fs. You might probably only hear two of them, fight and flight. But the other two are flock and freeze, okay? Freeze, you often see one of the initial things the zebra do. Cheetah turns up, lion turns up. Everyone stands still just for a minute. Okay, yes, he's definitely seen us. Now let's run. So what happens when we go into this kind of the adrenaline kicks in, some of us freeze. So we become like this and we're just like, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, that's it. So there's a need to move. There's a need to be dynamic. 
your brain picks up movement from these predatory survival instincts your brain picks up that movement so as i move as i'm doing this as i'm pointing to different things as i'm saying we need to get 100 percent attention i'm making sure that you're picking up on that and you're tracking more of me than anything else so when we're delivering content i need to be moving backwards and forwards and giving you that different angle Hence the reason why sometimes I'm like this, but then I come back and I want to take the center point and talk to you. Again, engagement. Fire out the brain so you're looking more at me. If you're doing the Zoom thing, what you may find is some people will. But I want you to be watching me. I want you to, to see that. Should I stand up in, on, on presentations like you do? If you can. Some of the presentations I sit down, for me, I enjoy standing up. It keeps my brain active. It keeps me you know, working out where I'm gonna go. You also sound different when you stand up as well. And intonation and presentation you know, is, is from the shape of me. If I'm at my desk in my laptop, and we'll get to that in the last part here. Whoop, wrong pen. Is eye line. Do I want to be over my laptop, stooped over with my shoulders, with my chest closed, so people can't hear me, or I'm restricting myself physically, or do I want to be standing up so that I can actually project what I'm saying to people and put some air behind it? Colin says, standing up opens the lung capacity. Absolutely. So when we have this eye line, it's working out where I'm looking as well. Where do most people, start off for 10, where do most people look when they're doing video conferencing? Who knows the answer to this one? Eyes, center of the screen, at themselves. My question to you, Colin, was gonna be whose eyes? It is the center of screen, at themselves on the screen. Great, why, because they're moving, brilliant. But the problem is, and you can see exactly where my eyes are tracking to, because my questions box is over here. Screen, not camera, exactly that, Stuart. Or if I'm looking over here to see the attendees, you can see where I'm looking. Now, if you're looking at me, am I looking at you? No. So how do you feel? Do you actually feel any um, you know, connection engagement? So it's super important that when we are doing this, I know where I am. I know where my hands are, I know everything else that's going on. So I wanna make sure as much as possible I'm looking at the camera, because then as you're looking at me, do you feel an, uh, a level of, uh, a higher level of engagement and connection? So it's important we understand this. And we make it at eye, uh, as best we can at eye level. I have a little bit of a um, hodgepodge is the right word maybe. I'm using an Ikea bar stool to make sure I can get the laptop at the right height. Why? Because I don't have a boom arm. I don't have all the camera equipment and technical stuff. I've got the right height with the bar stool just about eye level because I'm six foot six and I require quite a bit of height for this so that I can look at you in the eye. If we have it down here and we actually have the laptop at this sort of angle and you get to look at my nose, it's not a very pretty sight. Plus you also feel like you're being looked down upon. So it's important we understand where our eye line is on what we're looking at, and also where we're putting our eyes so that people feel that connection with us as well. Move yourself around, open yourself up, interact with people, get them on board, ask questions, get them to engage in different ways. 
Another way that we can do the, the engagement piece is use scales as well. I've done this before in some of these presentations you would have seen. On a scale of one to 10, how are we feeling right now? One terrible, 10 amazing. So asking questions where they can start to think about themselves. Get your lighting right so people can see your sunny faces. Give yourself time to get ready. Decompress and get ready. And give yourself and the people you're working with an opportunity just to rest their eyes. Get them to look at, you know, 20, every 20 minutes, <clears throat> look at something for 20 seconds or 20 feet away. Go and get green instead of blue light. And this is the first part of the online power content to help you deliver better, um, better strategies and um, create better engagement with your people in your conversations. Hope this is, crikey, 24 minutes. Small miracle I'm ever on time with this content. What was useful from today? Hit me up in the questions box. Can I let me know what was useful from today's micro learning today's sticky learning lunch what's been useful that you're taking away from today top three headlines what's been most valuable for you Twenty twenty twenty. good need to move where you look and projection absolutely plan it absolutely every one of my sessions is planned anil every one of them it's not this stuff isn't made up on there are elements that are added to it, but we have to strategize what we're talking about. And we're going to talk a bit more about that tomorrow. Eye line with camera, great. Reinforcing the need for eye contact completely. Eye line 2020, thinking about eye line, breaking it down into sections I can focus on. Absolutely. Absolutely. So work on these key things. Parkinson's law, four Fs, good. No back to back, yes. Good, good, good. So there's a lot of great takeaways. It's making sure that you've got those written down, you're going to start implementing them. A couple of things we're going to link you up with. One, if you have not registered for tomorrow's training session, the link is in the chat box right now for you to go and register for tomorrow's because we've still got this whole mnemonic that Darren so lovingly created is called Online Power. So we have another five key points to work on tomorrow with some key elements to include. Um, some other techniques that I use to get you engaged, different questioning, different engagement techniques to help you take that presentation up another level. Really important. Number two, mental health coaching cards. Look, we talked about this a lot last week. I talked about it at the beginning of this session very briefly. If you have not or do not know about the mental health coaching cards and you haven't got your own packet yet, they are on our website now. They are five pounds. They're to help you and your leaders have stronger um, mental health conversations to support your well-being questions what questions have you got for me right now someone got, I forgot to ask you what questions you've got for me someone's just said about the question Sarah thank you very much for jogging my memory what questions have you got for me right now question that Sarah gave me was I can't make tomorrow how could I get the recording of it um, we will send it via carrier pigeon. As long as you're registered, Sarah, you will get a link to that, um, to the video content. And at the end of that, we will send you a copy, a link to go to the recording. So you can watch that as well. And we will make sure you get that. What other questions have you got for me regarding what we've covered today regarding presentations? You're very welcome, Sarah, pleasure. 
you're very welcome, John. Getting a few thank yous in, not many questions. Okay, peace and you know, like kind of a kind of peaceful end to this this session. Oh, here we go. If I'm sharing my screen to display content, should I apply 202020? Yes, in some sense. One, as always with PowerPoint, ultimate power corrupts ultimately. Ultimate PowerPoint just bores the living pants out of people. So if we're doing a screen share, we want to make sure that it's not content, you know, like um, text rich. No, we want to make sure that it's images that we can talk people through, that we can engage them in that dialogue. We don't want them lost completely in this and not paying attention to what's being said. So maybe go, you know, flip between screen sharing and, you know, face to face and bringing up the right elements at the right time. If you're doing a long session, have a break. No, call it. If people need to take nature breaks or whatever, set yourself, your sessions up with um, incremental moments where you can stop and just go and get a breath of fresh air, pick up a fresh glass of water and then come back to it. Because if you're losing people through that, how much of your message is actually going to get across? Especially when we're in very technical spaces and we're talking about a lot, you know, a lot of technical things. We need to kind of break it down and let people's brains adjust and, and digest. Hope this was useful. On a scale of one to ten, and I want honesty, one being not at all, ten being absolutely how useful was today's content to help you with your online presentations? Eight, ten, nine, nine. It's good. Good, good, good. Eight, nine. Thank you. Thank you. Nine, amazing. Good. Tomorrow I'm going to dig into a few other techniques that I use to help engage people, some different questioning techniques, some different elements, some different mindset stuff about presenting online that I'm going to help to expand a bit more on. Um, I will do my best not to swear, but I might have to just to get the point across tomorrow to help us shift what I do to help me shift my mindset and what I've learned to do over um, nine years of leadership development um, from doing Toastmasters, from doing the coaching skills. And things I've had to tell myself personally. So we might use some kind of stronger language just to get that point across, which I've done for myself. Uh, it was a good starting point. Look forward to tomorrow. Jane, I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Thank you. If you have not registered for tomorrow, the link is in the chat box. Do so now. Get your mental health coaching cards as well and start sharing those with your leadership team. Let's get those on tables. Let's start building stronger conversations. Let's make a difference in the mental health space at work, please. This is one of my ultimate goals, my ultimate personal goals. And also, the last thing I'm going to call out, virtual classrooms. If you have seen any of the previous sessions, if you're enjoying this session, if you would like to have a deeper conversation with us at MBM, how we can help you strengthen your leadership team and help them become more incredible than yesterday, let us know. We'll get the link in for the virtual classroom into the chat box as well. So you can click on there and see what we're available to do so we can help you and your teams go even further. Everyone, thank you very much for today. So very appreciated. And I look forward to seeing you tomorrow at one o'clock UK time. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks a lot.